standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. It is episode 381 coming to you on Wednesday, the 22nd of March. And today we're going to get two episodes in one. We're going to talk about endorsements and nonpartisan forums. Lest you forget, the way you can help me help you is to like, share, subscribe, comment, and rate this podcast. Go to your podcast network of choice or just find me on the social media. I am on, that's right, <laughs> I do actually have YouTube that uh, plays my show with a picture, but I also spend a more time than I need to on Facebook sharing the show. Uh, also, put some stuff up on Gab, occasionally MeWe, and uh, you know what? I'm just trying to get the word out, do the right thing. So, now that I've laid that all out, on with the show. All right, so part one, we're going to talk about the idea of a nonpartisan race, or worse yet, a nonpartisan forum. Okay, let me just say this from the get-go. The League of Women Voters, maybe 50 years ago, they would realistically be able to claim to be nonpartisan. They're not anymore. When you talk about the Parent Teacher Association, aka PTA, PTO, yeah, they're not either. And that's not a bad thing, in my opinion, but let's not be stupid. We we know that they're going to be partisan. Now, here is the rub. Most people, when they hear partisan, they think Republican or Democrat. When I hear the word partisan, I naturally assume that they're supporting either an idea, a worldview, a specific candidate or group of candidates, and they're going to do what they can to make sure that support is clear. And again, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but we need to be honest about it, right? So about a year and a half ago or whatever, I was doing my best to play the neutral moderator for a series of forums that we did on issues here in McKinney for the McKinney First Pack. Now, for me personally, it's pretty easy to play moderator and try and shoot it straight. The difference is, I'm honest. I tell people, this is what I think about an issue. So when you listen to me, you need to compute that and how I ask questions who I'm answer or and who I'm asking questions to. And if you think I've crossed the line, if you think I'm being unfair, you need to take that into account when you listen to the answers and you need to also hold me accountable. I have zero problem doing that. But what really bothers me is when you've got groups out there that claim to not have a position. They claim to ha- not have an agenda or something they're pushing forward. They, they run under the mantle that we're nonpartisan. We're not affiliated. Okay, yeah, all right, fine. Yeah, you maybe, maybe you don't belong to the Republican Party or the Democrat Party. Maybe you're just plain socialists. Maybe you're fascists. Maybe, you belong, maybe you're actually Greens. Maybe you're flat-out communists. I don't know, but don't claim to be nonpartisan when you clearly are. So, some of you are aware this last week, um, it is the Wednesday 
Uh, so I guess it was almost exactly a week ago. I, I could be off a day, so excuse me. The three incumbents of the McKinney School Board, right? They had a forum, and one of their challengers showed up. The one they hate on less, but nevertheless, they're still an opponent. And lo and behold, the school board incumbents were hosted at a school district building by the Parent Teachers Association, which is run by a Democrat operative and a disgraced, mm, well, maybe that's a little strong. We'll say, and the wife of a disgruntled former, quote-unquote, Republican judge. So, you tell me, are the people running that organization and holding a forum going to be even-handed? Are they going to be, quote-unquote, nonpartisan? Are they going to not have an agenda? Are they not going to support, oh, I don't know, the incumbents, because that's what a parent teachers association will likely do. Support the incumbents. Why? Because they're in league together. Come on, give me a break. Now, at least the League of Women Voters, who is predominantly filled with Democrats and or a few moderate establishment Republicans. Again, nothing wrong in and of itself, but let's be honest. I mean, let's be honest, you, you're pushing for lefty stuff, you, you like your progressive values and ideals. I mean, there's really no difference between the uh, Methodist church that flies a rainbow flag and has a lady preacher and quite on the uh, little uh, atheist get-together down the street. They both pretty much reject what God says. So, I mean, let's not, let's not beat around the bush. They're, they have far more in common between themselves than your standard evangelical church or God forbid an Orthodox church or a Catholic church that I don't know is actually led by a real priest. So there's the variations there, right? There there's a huge difference of what really is and what they're claiming to be, but let's be honest about it. And that's the problem. Nobody wants to be honest. When I play moderator, I'm honest. I'm out front with everything. I wear my opinion on my sleeve, but I still treat everybody with respect and I'm fair. The same thing when I've done interviews with people that run for office. Hey, you know, I, you know, this is what I'm at. I, I play it straight. I don't hide from issues. I don't, I don't craft it so that they can look good or look bad. I don't care. My job is to get them to answer the questions that I have and give them an opportunity to speak clearly and fairly about what they want. The problem is, the problem is, every time that you do a forum or a debate, the people that show up determine how that looks. So let me ask you, do you really think if a number of people walk into a room where the vast majority of the people there are already predisposed to hate on them, that they're going to get a fair hearing, that the people in the audience are going to behave themselves, that they're going to do what they want to do? Because if you believe that, then you have to be willing to accept that the vast majority of the people that have been showing up these school board meetings for the last year are actually following the rules and being polite and doing what is required of them and not the troublemaker rabber rouser nonsense that you're being told is the occasion. Now, have some people cross the line, have some people, quite frankly, 
been rude? Yeah, that's happened. Uh, three times that I'm aware of directly and once that I was present when it happened. And I didn't agree with it or support it when it happened. But that doesn't mean that that person's specifically wrong. It just means that they didn't react in an appropriate manner. But I do find it interesting is we constantly tell our kids that they're smart enough and developed enough to determine what sex they are, but apparently they can't stand up for themselves. And apparently if an adult in the room uh, treats them like an adult, they're being bullied. So I'm really concerned that we've got these diametric ideas at play here. And then when I look at the school board and and I see the members up there and that they have to have carefully crafted events that they're willing to show up to. It should be noted that all three had an opportunity to ask for an endorsement from the Collin County Republican Party. And I'll cover that in part two. They chose not to. So let's just be honest. From this point going forward, nonpartisan maybe means that They're not run by Democrats or not run by Republicans, perhaps not affiliated with either, which uh, it's dubious, but they are most definitely partisan in that they have an agenda and they have something they're going to push. So let's keep that in mind. So why would you go and try and convince a bunch of communists that they should be fascists? Or why would you go uh, try and convince a bunch of socialists that they should be free marketed Austrians? Likewise, why would you go try and convince a bunch of racists that they're all the same? It'd be pointless and a waste of your time. That being said, and I said it on social media as well, if the opportunity would have been presented to myself as a candidate and I was physically able to be there, I would have went because I'm just that kind of guy. But not everybody's willing to put up with that. Not everybody's willing to play along with that nonsense. They know what was at stake there. Just an opportunity to make a minor mistake and have it blown up in their face. I mean, even elected officials that are quite popular are afraid to show up at certain forums. They're afraid to participate in certain events. Because one, they don't want to make a mistake. And two, they don't want to have anybody have an opportunity to oppose them on an equal footing. I don't blame them. It's a little cowardly, but I don't blame them. Why would they? They already have the position. Why Why would they want to give anybody an opportunity to make them look bad? I get it. Still think it's a little cowardly, but I get it. Now let's transition to part two. And I feel like I need to say this because unfortunately, there's just no good way to handle some things. The Collin County GOP in a private meeting, decided that they were going to endorse a slate of candidates. There was really no discussion on the matter because they were vetted by a subcommittee. And that subcommittee did all the discussion for us on our behalf. And they were put forth as a basically slate of candidates that they thought were the best people to represent Colin GOP in the election cycle. Now, let me say from the onset that 
what I'm going to say now is my opinion and my opinion alone. And that is, I didn't agree with the process in which it took place. Don't even entirely agree with the decisions that were made. However, as a member of the party and as a precinct chair in good standing, and quite frankly, as a Republican in general, when a decision's made, it is my job to carry that forward. It is, it is my job to be willing to sign on to that. So you've often heard me lament the fact that a good number of these school board meetings or even uh, city council meetings, there's zero discussion. And it's basically 7-0 or 6-1 and a rubber stamp is given and they just all go along to get along. You've often heard me lament that. You've heard me say that that's not good for anybody. Unfortunately, that is not far from what happened in my uh, party. Now, I understand. I heard the story about all that went on. And I believe that they did the job they were supposed to do. And while I don't know that I would have had the same conclusion had I been there to participate in that, I can accept that their conclusion was fair to an extent. I'm confident in a negative way that this is going to have some consequences that are not good. Just as I'm equally confident that all three of the incumbents in the McKinney ISD need to go and all three of the endorsements that were given were the right decision. And that's what's best for the city of McKinney going forward and the school district. It is, it is a challenge for me to accept that there was no discussion. <laughs> there was nothing to be said. I am no more comfortable with that than I am when I watch the 6-1 or 7-0 votes that take place on either the school board or the city council. Now, that being said, I'm sure there was a vigorous discussion at some point behind closed doors. But to not even lay out the merits is beyond the pale, in my opinion. Now, to be fair, and if I get the numbers wrong forgive me. I believe there were 26 races that we chose to endorse in. And of those 26 races, four, maybe five of them were contested with two Republicans that actually sought out the endorsement in that race. And therein lies the rub. Now, whether I like candidate A or candidate B, I would have liked to had somebody present the argument for candidate A and then somebody to present the argument for candidate B, and then a decision could be made. But that was all done behind closed doors. And to be honest with you, the party itself has every right to do that. They're not wrong about doing that discussion in a subcommittee. Maybe you don't want that made publicly known. I get that. Maybe, you know, we did do it in executive session, which means we could have heard this, but we chose not to. And that's frustrating. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean it's illegal. It doesn't even mean that it's unsavory. It's just something I don't care for. You know, I look at what went down with 
the other cities and I have questions, but I wasn't allowed to ask those questions. It reminded me, unfortunately, of being in some of those city council or school board meetings. You get to ask your questions, but you really don't get an answer. They ignore you. They don't think you're worth their time. They don't value you. Now, the party has always been better than that. And in fairness, the party chairman did his level best to give everybody an opportunity to be heard and to get this discussion done. <laughs> but when the committee as a whole doesn't want it, your hands are tied. And you know, may, maybe I'm breaching the realm of secrecy here, but it needs to be known that I don't think anybody regrets the endorsements in the vast majority of these races. I think they're absolutely the right thing to do. And the candidates that ask for the endorsement are worthy of their endorsement. My fear is because it was done in such a way that would be, let's say disenfranchising. Hmm. That word will get out. So I'm just going to say it. I'm going to make it out. I'm going to put it out there. And I'm going to also be clear. I don't really have an issue with the endorsements that were given out, particularly in the city that I live in. I'm, I'm quite happy about the vast majority of these endorsements. But if you're going to do stuff in such a manner that puts the slightest chink in it, it takes away from it. And in case you doubt me, in case you think I'm stepping out here, it's already been out by one of the incumbents trash talking the fact that the Collin party, the Collin GOP, if you will, got involved in endorsing a quote unquote, a nonpartisan race. Well, first of all, there is no such thing as a nonpartisan race. Sometimes you have multiple Republicans that run for city council or school board. Sometimes you have posers and fakers. And then sometimes you have Democrats that pretend to be uh, something that they're not. And then you have the whole gamut. I'm a big fan of having four, five, six people running for the same seat, giving you an opportunity to see what the other options are and who's who and ferret it out and have some debates and discussions. And I think that's the best way forward. But what I don't understand is how we can have incumbents stay in office for 30 plus years and they seem upset that anybody would question their fitness to continue on. They, they seem upset that anybody would dare question their great job they've done. Well, let me just say this. At one point in time, I would have told you as much as I don't like Nancy Pelosi, she is a very smart and effective leader. Didn't like her one bit, but I would at least acknowledge that what she, that is what she was. But that was also 15 years ago or 20 years ago. But the Nancy Pelosi of today can barely function. And while we're at it, the same could be said of Sleepy Creepy Joe and half the leadership of the Republican Party. And honestly, the leadership of the Democrat Party. All these parties are run by people that refuse to turn over or hand off or what is it? Succession, their leadership. Because they don't think the people following them are up to the job. They don't want to give up that power. They don't want to give up that control. That should bother you. It should concern you. 
And I don't care what you think about the politics between somebody on the school board or not. It should be a political. It should be doing what's best for the children. It should be building up and protecting the school district, which I want to believe all the candidates actually want to do. I just don't agree with the way that some of those candidates want to do it. But when you dismiss people as being a wackadoo, that's not an argument. When you dismiss people by calling them names, <laughs> that just shows the weakness of your argument. So if you were a big deal in the mid 80s or the 90s or even the early 2000s and you did lots of good things, then you should have been prepping somebody to take over for you. You should have had a succession plan in place. Well, you know, when I get to be 90 years old and I can't do this job anymore, you'll be ready to run. You'll you'll carry on that torch for me. But when your legacy is, I've been here for 35 years or whatever it is, and nothing else has been accomplished with my name on it for over 20 years, perhaps it's time to pass off the torch. Now, you can hate the person that's trying to run for your job, but realistically, you should have picked somebody else out far sooner. That's on you. And you know, when you're the quote-unquote president, right? When you're supposed to be in charge of a board, you're supposed to be in, you're supposed to be in charge of the council or a committee, that means you're supposed to make sure both sides are heard. Or all sides are heard if you have more than two sides. You're supposed to give them all credence. You're supposed to be fair and even-handed. You're not supposed to look at taking somebody out because you don't agree with them on something. You're not supposed to look at discrediting people because they dare to question you. You're not supposed to look to punish people for daring to go against the status quo. Yet, that's what we see all the time. How dare you question me? How dare you look at what I'm saying? How how dare you want to hold me accountable? How dare you go against the flow? Yet that's the leadership that we have. And we're supposed to trust that that's what's for the best. That that's that's the best we can do. And I, I think we can do better. You know, I understand that sometimes the phrase power corrupts isn't necessarily true. Let me give you an example. If somebody doesn't even understand the power they have, because quite frankly, they can't think beyond the box that they're in, and all they can see is the manipulation and the control that they can do within that little piece that they have, they're really not a threat to the people as a whole. But if all they do is maintain their position by following orders from somebody else, they're an enabler. We don't need any more enablers. We need people that are going to be willing to ask questions. We we need people that are going to be willing to look into things. We need people that are willing to take a little bit of a chewing and not get offended. We need people that are willing to, I don't know, meet with their constituents. We need people that are willing to talk to people that disagree with them. We need to be willing to take a risk at something different, something new, because what we've been doing isn't working any longer. What we've been doing is setting us up for a long-term letdown and failure. When you only seek to 
perpetuate that what is, you cannot grow and you cannot adapt and you cannot change as things go on. And that is exactly what we're doing. Whether it's the McKinney School Board or any other board around here. And to just claim, well, that's not happening here. Or, or that's not true. We don't have those books. Or um, that curriculum is not taught. That's not an answer. That's a denial. I'll give you credit for at least denying it. But if you can't articulate what's actually happening, if you're not willing to discuss what the actual procedure in place is, if, if you're not willing to at least admit that you made an error, if you're not willing to discuss the idea that we could improve or maybe we could tweak something here, then you're the problem. So how do these two pieces fit together? Well, one, I think my party made a mistake on how they did it. Not what they did, but how they did it. I'm confident we're going to fix it. And one of the reasons why I know we're going to fix it is because I'm involved with the people that are going to see to it getting fixed. Likewise, a good number of these city councils and school boards have the same problem. And I don't know how we're going to get fixed unless we change out some of the people. Unless we retire some of these people. Now, I understand these people do things, some of them at least, out of the kindness and goodness of their heart. They think they're doing a good thing. They think they have pure motives. And maybe they did 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. But at this point in time, what are they afraid of? And I'll tell you, if you're so concerned that one, two, three votes on a school board that question the narrative is going to destroy your school system, the problem is the school system. If a school system isn't resilient, the problem is the school system. And one further thing, every school district and every city is run by an individual who answers to the board or the city council, but is in charge of all the employees. Now that person can choose to follow the directives or not choose to follow the directives and getting fired, but that person should also advocate that, hey, I understand what you're trying to accomplish here. This is what you're wanting me to do. Let me tell you how perhaps a better way to accomplish that same goal would be. Let me have an open conversation in front of the general public and say, this is what you're trying to accomplish here. I appreciate that. But what you've just done is created this issue. I assume these things happen behind closed doors. I assume that these individuals that are paid well and professional in most cases actually try and educate the boards that control them onto why we do things the way we do things. But on the flip side, those people that are put there and are looking to reform things have to be willing to say, well, that's fine. And we understand that that's why you did it the way you've done it, but we're not happy with the results. So we want you to try this, this, and this. And if you don't, we'll get somebody that will, but they're not willing to do that either. And that's the problem. When you don't ever change anything because you're afraid of change, we, we're not willing to consider new ideas because you don't agree with them. I mean, wait a minute. Isn't that what they say about everybody right of center all the time, right? They're afraid. 
and they call phobe to anything that you oppose, well, perhaps we should just consider that the very people that are in those positions are projecting their own inadequacies, their own concerns upon us because they don't have answers. They don't have any ideas. They're worn out. They're burned out. They need to retire. So going forward, we have a really good chance to improve Frisco ISD, Plano ISD, McKinney ISD, Prosper ISD. The question is, are the people going to show up to do it? Are the people going to rally to support change, to support accountability, to look into what some of these problems are? We're still trying to find out what exactly happened in Prosper, but apparently they lost that investigation. I wonder if those same things might happen in McKinney now that we've hired that same investigative law firm. And how do these people still get jobs if they're that incompetent that they can't do it properly? Inquiring minds want to know. So when you get a few more board members that have the same questions, perhaps we'll get some answers. But you can't be afraid. And keep in mind, and I've said this time and time again, while you might not agree with some of the concerns that these people have running for school board, you have to at least acknowledge they're working, they're putting themselves out there, and they actually value the public schools because they're working to improve them. They're working to address issues. I don't see what the problem is. I don't know, see what you're afraid of. If the schools are as good as you say they are, then we have nothing to worry about. Don't conflate a failure for a collapse. Don't conflate questions with hatred. And certainly don't conflate new ideas for a complete rejection of everything that has ever happened in the past. That's not what's going on here. And the fact that I, somebody that... <laughs> quite frankly, would be just fine if all government schools schools were to close tomorrow. They're not going to. And it would create a giant problem if it did. But in a perfect world, if they were all closed tomorrow, I'd be just fine with it. None of these people agree with me. They all think I'm the one that's wrong, by the way. And that's okay. We agree to disagree. And I support the fact they're trying to improve the school district. I support the fact that they're trying to make the government schools as good as they possibly can be. I don't understand what you're afraid of. I really don't. Share this with your leftist progressive friends. Let them know that these people actually like government schools and they want to make them better. I don't see what the fear is. And while we're at it, let's retire some of these incumbents. And with that, this was According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.